Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. past Sunday. If you please read that, I gave you five prophetic statements to look out for. So please go and watch the sermon from last week as we gave the word of the Lord for the year. And to look at a sin tonight, the word is sin because we are in vision month. We're in vision month. So the word of sin is to move upward, to rise from a lower level or degree. And so those are the two full meanings of it tonight about a sin. I gave five prophetic statements as it pertains to this year. So Vision Month, the reason why it's a big deal with our church is because we use this time uh, each and every year since the conception of our church to declare what God is calling us to do in this given year. Not what we want to do, but what God wants to get out of us for the year. And so we decree and declare the word of the Lord on the first Sunday of each year. And then we get into what does that mean for us as we move forward. And I want to talk to a subject tonight to help us. Have I not sent you? Have I not sent you? Have I not sent you? Put in the chat section says, Kurt, somebody, have I not sent you? Have I not sent you? Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Verse 11 and 12 says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebith tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midian, Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Lord, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Verse 13 says, Gideon said to him, O Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? I believe a lot of people have answered, asked this question. <laughs> and where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Verse 14, excuse me, that's the same thing. Verse 14 and 15 would say, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Have I not sent you? Verse 15 says, So he said to him, O Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Verse 16 says, And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Say as one man. Or as one woman, if you're a woman. Alright? <laughs> Can't leave my ladies out tonight. Have I not, have I not sent you? 
have I not sent you? And so one of the things that, uh, one of the decrees that we said, uh, because we have a declaration that we've declared over this year, one of the declaration is that God is going to ascend us to a place of influence and affluence as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And so I find it so fitting that we're going to go here and talk about Gideon tonight, because let me briefly explain why Gideon is being called by God. You must understand that there's a backstory to this calling. In the, in, in the history of Israel right now, in this history, we're in the book of Judges. There is not a monarchy because a monarchy does not get um, instituted until the book of Samuel. So we're in the phase right now where we've gone from Moses to Joshua and now the Israelites, the Bible tells us in Joshua, in, excuse me, in Judges chapter one, that there was a generation that grew up that did not know of God, knew nothing of what he had done for their parents. This is a message in itself that it is a danger to raise up a next generation not knowing God. It's not enough to say, oh, my grandmother made sure of that. I heard somebody tell me that one time. I asked him, like, are you saved? Oh, my grandmother made sure of the how. Did she die on the cross? Hmm? Did she die for your sins? I guess not. No, your grandmother didn't make sure of any of that. Huh? The reality is, is that salvation is not something that is passed down. It's not something that's passed down, ladies and gentlemen. You have to, let me tell you something, you got to take the walk. And you got to confess it with your own self. You got to confess it with your mouth and heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's only when you're saved. You're not saved because your parents and everybody in your household so-called profess Christianity. What is it that you believe? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Pastor Dom. And listen, I want to tell you about our weekly devotional series entitled Live Transformed. Live Transformed is all about meditating and renewing your mind with the word of God throughout the week. So I want you to go and download our free mobile app or tune into our website and catch our Live Transformed devotional series that is released every Monday. I'm telling you, it's going to bless your life. It's going to challenge you to walk out the word of God throughout the week. And it's going to strengthen you for the week and the days to come. And remember, transformation starts here. And so they're in Judges. We're now in the book of Judges where God raises up these righteous men and women. Because, ladies and gentlemen, here in the text, Gideon is about to be raised after, watch me, that Israel has found themselves in constant cycles of disobedience. And they were under a righteous woman who was a judge. Her name was Deborah. So don't tell me that God didn't use women to, to uh, do great things in, in, uh, for his name. Deborah for 40 years had brought there was 40 years of peace under Deborah after Deborah had straightened it and God used Deborah and called her out and 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 had and had and, and raised them up after which Israel found themselves quickly back into rebellion but this time ladies and gentlemen it was worse we had the Midianites, ladies and gentlemen. There was the Midianites and Amalekites were the two ones that were the oppressors of Israel. They were the oppressors of Israel, ladies and gentlemen. And, if, and, 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 and while we may not feel, ladies and gentlemen, that there is a nation that is oppressing us, we are oppressed under this new type of thing that we can't even see. Yeah, yeah. It's a disease we can't see. It's a, it seems like God has allowed us to be plundered with this oppressor named COVID-19. 
named COVID-19. You can't see it. It's airborne. You can't, you don't even know if somebody has it, if they're asymptomatic, where we are being oppressed. But this, this type of oppressor here, ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of our text, so I can keep contextual integrity, ladies and gentlemen, is that, is that, that uh, 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 the Midianites have plundered their land. Yeah. The Midianites, when they came in, they came to destroy everything and take from them. And so, ladies and gentlemen, they are in a time right now where they're humiliated. They're embarrassed. They're, 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 everything that they have been taken from them, they have been in such in, in, uh, 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 enslavement, ladies and gentlemen. This time around is even worse. And guess what? This, and, and guess what? Here's, hear me. And, and I was about to preach verses 1 through 10 and not even talk about Gideon. Because the reality is, is that they, ladies and gentlemen, spent, Midianites came, they oppressed them, they took them from their homes, they took them out of their land, they came and took what was theirs and everything like that, and so they were impoverished. And now we have COVID, people are impoverished, there's unemployment out the roof, ladies and gentlemen. There's people who are waiting on stimulus checks, government don't know what to do. They think this vaccine's going to work and all of this stuff that's going on in our system. Ladies and gentlemen, we find ourselves in the shoes of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. We find ourselves in the place of Israel, ladies and gentlemen, where God has allowed something to happen in a country and not just a country, but in countries globally, ladies and gentlemen, around the world. And the world has stopped. And the reason why it stopped is because it's given given us over to our own sin. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is the judgment of God. Because in his compassion, he cannot allow something to keep going as is. You don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, that a part of the mercy of God is allowing the very thing that you've been entertaining to oppress you. Why is that? It's because it will not because he will use it so it can bring you to a place of crying out. And hear me and hear me good. The reality is, is that it got so bad for Israel that it forced them to cry out to God. I was going to just preach that and it's time to cry out. It's time to cry, cry out to God, praying for mercy for our, for our nation and for us globally, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what? And, and, and when it says judgment, judgment first comes to the people of God. And here we have it. I don't care what you think. Oh, we're not under judgment. Yes, we are. Under the judgment of God. And ladies and gentlemen, he has allowed. And and, and in this time, in this time, it has pushed them to cry out to God. And so God sent a prophet to tell them about themselves. In verses 8 through 10. I'm preaching the text. And what happens is, ladies and gentlemen, because my sermon's not that long. What happens is, is that, that, that he tells them, I heard your cry. I heard it. But let me tell you something. You did it to yourself. You walked away from God. You stopped keeping his statues. I'm not talking about America. I'm talking about the people of God. I'm talking about God's own people. I'm not talking about global, global, uh, different countries. I'm talking about uh, the believers globally. We stopped coming to God. 
We started becoming dependent on our own, uh, uh, our own, our own selves, and started feeling like we can do stuff independently from God, and getting and come and bringing ourselves under sin, ladies and gentlemen, and allowing that to oppress us, ladies and gentlemen. We find ourselves that they are crying out because they are tired. You will not cry out to God until you're very tired. It's not until you and I get to the place of being tired where God, I cannot take this anymore. And God will let this thing up when a people say, I'm tired of this. People haven't really fully gotten tired. Because here's what the people are even in this, looking to other things outside of God to help us with this. I don't know if a vaccine is the, is the, is the, is the, is the solution to all of this. I can't say that it is. I can't say that it is not. I, I can't. It's too, I, I can't. I'm not here to say that. I don't, I don't know. But what if? Just play with me for a second. Just come on in my thinking. What if God is waiting for true believers to cry out? Because this is how I know we're not serious yet and we're not tired of this. It's because when you look on social media and you see the divide between evangelical Republican Christians and then we got liberal Christians, there shouldn't be no, there shouldn't be liberal Christians and there shouldn't be Republican Christians. We believe we belong to one kingdom and that's the kingdom of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The only kingdom we should be worried about is the kingdom of God. And that is it and final. All the other stuff don't matter. But when you see the divide and you see what goes on on Wednesday, that's how I know we have not gotten tired. Because priorities are in the wrong place and we find ourselves being oppressed. But the good news of it all is he sends the word of the Lord through a prophet to tell him, do not fear. <laughs> I know that there might be a second strand coming. And ladies and gentlemen, I know it may be more contagious and all of this stuff going on. But he tells them, do not fear because God has a plan. God has such of a plan that in the next verse, you see his plan. God help me now. You see his plan. His plan was to use a man that was in a place of what was in a place of hiding. He uses a man by the name of Gideon that we see, we know two things, is that his clan was the weakest of all the tribes. And the other thing we know about Gideon is that he was the youngest of his whole family. That's what we know about Gideon from what the clues we can use from the text is that he was, that because of what he said about himself. He said, I'm the, my clan is the, is the weakest. So I'm not, I don't even come from a strong I don't come from a strong uh, tribe. We're not fighters. <laughs> That's one. And then two, I'm the youngest. How is that significant? Because in Jewish custom, guys, listen, in Jewish custom, the oldest are the ones who are supposed to have the favor. Everybody else, yeah, you belong. But the oldest one is the one who gets the blessing. The one who gets the full inheritance. I mean, God never goes for the oldest. How do I know? Oh my God, how do I know this? Come here, David. David, the youngest in his family. Saul, Samuel, excuse me, came to try to anoint a king and said that the king was at Jesse's house. He comes there, he puts the oil on all of them. Didn't happen. 
<laughs> Samuel said, I'm a prophetic man. I know goodness well. You got, is there another one in here? Because God told me to come here and anoint the next king. And David, where was he? In the fields. He was in the fields, ladies and gentlemen. The youngest in his family. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not always, God doesn't always go by the standard by that man holds. God has his own way of doing things. And it doesn't matter how insignificant you may feel in your eyes. It doesn't matter how insignificant you may feel in your family's eyes. It doesn't matter how insignificant you may feel in society, ladies and gentlemen. God always uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And so we have Gideon, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and God is about to use Gideon. He's about to ascend from a lower degree to a higher degree. Because he's about to come from being uh, 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 the youngest to now being a judge in the house of Israel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. In just a matter of a moment, we don't know how long Gideon has been doing what he's doing, but we know in just one moment after the cry, God already pointed his eyes to something. We are here, ladies and gentlemen, and let me hurry up. We are here. This is a diophany, ladies and gentlemen. The Lord God pays him a visit. This is Jesus Christ appearing as a man, ladies and gentlemen, not in his full, not in his full uh, uh, capacity yet, but he, 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 he reveals himself. The angel of the Lord, this is God, Jesus himself appearing in the Old Testament. And so he sees him, came and sat, the Lord came and he sat under the Judah free which belonged to Joash. And while Gideon was threshing wheat, excuse me, threshing wheat in the wine press, here's something that you have to understand this. When you thresh wheat, ladies and gentlemen, it's the best place to do it is in an open field, an open space. You cannot, he, he was doing this in tight corridors because he did not want the Midianites to come get what he had left. God sitting under the Judah tree, sitting under the terabith tree is seeing him. God got his eyes on you. I want you to put that in the chat and say, God got his eyes on you. The angel of the Lord appears, ladies and gentlemen. God has his eyes on you. And the first thing he says to him is the Lord is with you. You mighty man of our. See, here's the thing. What God does in the first thing he says, he didn't even introduce himself. He just said this, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. First of all, what the Lord does to him is he first encourages him. <laughs> the Lord first, he, he encourages him. He said, listen here, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. He calls him what he does not feel. God is not calling you by what you think of yourself. God is calling you of what he thinks of you. <laughs> God is not calling you your weakness. God is calling you, your, calling you in your strength. He says, no, you mighty man of Allah. How could he be a mighty man if he's hiding from the Midianites? How can he be a mighty man, ladies and gentlemen, when he's hiding and he's threshing wheat for his own family in a wine press that is in tight corridors? How can he? Because God sees him that way. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Because God sees me that way. Well, how can you do this? Because God saw me that way. How can I achieve that? Because God saw me that way. Oh, my goodness. The Bible says before you were formed in your mother's womb, this is what God spoke to Jeremiah. He said, I knew you. My eyes were on you from your womb. Hallelujah. Before you were formed, my eyes were already on you. I already knew what you would be. I already set you apart for it. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is God is going to call you by what he already knew you as. Hallelujah. He don't call you by your sin. He doesn't call you by your condemnation. He doesn't call you by your shame. That's the, oh my God, that's the work of the devil. That's what he does. He calls you by what you've done. He calls you by your shame. He calls you by your past. But what God does for, oh my God, what God does for Gideon is call him into his future. You may not see it for yourself now, but God is calling you what he already saw you as before times pass. Say, I'm a mighty woman or man of God. I'm a white, I'm a mighty. And here, here it is. Here it is. He says, Gideon said to him, oh Lord, if, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Here's the thing. I want you to understand something. God did not say that he was with Israel. He said, I was with you. Let me show you the difference. Not that he's not with Israel, but let me show you the difference. The difference is, is this, is that God had, a, had to abandon them for a time and give them over to their own sin. He said, I am with you. And see, this is what happens. Here's what happens. When we look at all that's going on globally, we feel like God is not with us. Here's what, here's what Gideon says. Oh, Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Hey, have you forgotten the reason why you're in, how they're in, the, in their predicament that they are? It's because of their sin. That's why. That's why they were in this. You, you feel like God is abandoning. Why? You always looking outward and not looking inward. Why are we not seeing the miracles which our fathers told us about? Because you didn't do what God commanded you. When Moses said, oh my God, there, oh my goodness, before Moses left off the scene, listen, in the, in the, in the song of Moses, ladies and gentlemen, he said this to them. And he said this, blessing will I bless you. Curse will I get. He, he, he said, blessing will I bless you. And then when you look at it, it is, is that in the song of Moses, he tells them that if you, if you stay committed, in, 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 just, in, in just basic terms, he said, if you stay committed, I'll be with you. Do not drift away. What happened is they drifted away. That's why you're not seeing the miracles. That's why people, you don't see the supernatural happen in your life as you should, because you drifted away. You drifted. God is trying to take you somewhere. God is trying to show you the miracles. How can he show you things if you don't believe? The biggest reason why we drift away is because of unbelief. Because of a lack of trust. And here we have it. And he's saying, why we're not seeing the miracles? Why is God, you're not coming and wiping this whole coronavirus out? Why is it still oppressing us in its 2021? I thought with the new year and the new time ticking, this all goes away. We have a new president coming in January. 
This is all supposed to be gone. Why is it still here? I thought it was over. No, it's not. Because people, people have not committed themselves to God. Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. How can he for, you had to forsake him for him to forsake you? That's what happened to them. The reason why they were forsaken is because they forsook him. That's the reason why. Thank God for grace and mercy because God will never leave us nor forsake us. And even with them, he would not listen. When the period came to their, 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 their oppression was too much, God came in. So in theory, he never forsook them. He never left. And here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, I got to move. And then here we have it is, is that Gideon said to him, oh, Lord, did not you bring us out of Egypt? Yes, I did bring you out of Egypt. So you're trying to recall to God what he's already done, but your people don't know. You want to bring God back to remembrance, didn't you bring us? Oh, yes, I did. But you know what's so funny is, is that God does not go back and forth with him. God is not going back and forth. Well, he knows what he's done. Your people don't know what he's done. I'm not here to talk about them. I'm here to talk to you. <laughs> so many of y'all, you want other people to tell you what you are, tell you what you'll do, and all of this stuff like that. God ain't here to talk to everybody else. He's here to talk to you. Here's who's God talking to you. I'm talking to you. Does God address not one thing he says? No, he does not. He says this. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in the might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So you're saying all of this stuff and what, and what God is saying, have I not sent you? You're looking at all the chaos that's going on in the world and, you, and God is saying to the church, hey, have I not sent you? You're looking at the stuff that's happened on the Capitol and all of that stuff going on and say, have I not sent you? Those people that were there were not of God. They were not of God. So you cannot indict people for using God's name. See, this is what happens all the time. We indict God when ignorant people uses the name of God, put God on it. No, 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 no. That was not of God. That was not the body of Christ taking charge. That was a bunch of wickedness. The, the, the works of the enemy being on display right in front of us that causes chaos. God does not come with chaos. But God can use a chaotic situation and turn it around. Have I not sent you? Someone like me. I want you to put that in the chat section. Yes, someone like you. Someone like me who God has raised up for such a time as this. Keaton indulged Gideon and going back and forth with who was to blame. Because God could have the day to do that and show you who was to really blame for the, the reason the, the, they were in the predicament that they were in in the first place. No. What God is saying to us, ladies and gentlemen, tonight is that, listen, I don't care about what's happened in the past. What I'm trying to do is get you to your future no I have sent you and I'm going to use you to then defeat what's been oppressing you 
The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that this, the, the, the instructions are simple. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 say, If my people would humble themselves and pray, hallelujah, and pray, if my people would humble themselves. The reality is, is that it's not until you get to a place of humility. It's not until you get into the place of seeking the face of God. It's not until you get into the place of realizing that your strength is not good enough to defeat what has been oppressing you it's not until you get into this oh my god the mindset that it's not in uh, doing things outside of god but it's doing things in partnership with god that's gonna bring us forward so he's not here to go back and forth with them he said have i not sent you I've sent you. I've sent you. You are going to defeat them with with me with you. You are going to defeat them. He's not going back and forth with you and I. He's not going back and forth. Oh God, I'm scared. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Oh God, I don't got what it is. I'm with you. God ain't addressing what you don't have because with God, God is God is knows who He is. Because what Him being with you is more than what you don't have. Listen, are you hearing what I'm saying to you tonight? God was taking him from a lower degree to a higher degree. And I've been telling you this now is that this is the year where God will have us to ascend above what has been oppressing us. Why? It's because God is sending a people, a remnant to address the oppressor. Ladies and gentlemen, the oppression, ladies and gentlemen, that our country and the world is under is this is this pride. It's pride. And God has allowed this thing. COVID-19 can't see plundering our economy, plundering families and homes. People are dying left and right. Ladies and gentlemen, people are dropping bodies. And God is saying, if my people would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. We haven't got to the thing yet because people don't haven't gotten under the humility. God will heal the land if you would just humble yourself. God will heal the land if everybody can get on one accord and not trying to play the blame game with no it was you who prophesied this or it was you no God is saying when are you going to cut the games out when are the people are going to genuinely pray and seek my face this is a matter of the kingdom of God not about a man's kingdom we arguing about a man's kingdom that's fading away we're arguing back and forth. And what's happening is the influence of the church is descending, 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 descending. And God is looking for, hey, Gideon, sitting under the Judah tree, excuse me, excuse me, sitting under the terrible tree, said, have I not sent you? So he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? You can't. That's how everybody like, oh my God. <laughs> I like Gideon. He said, oh my, oh my Lord. Lord, how can I save Israel? Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of the parallels, and I got to come to a close. A lot of the parallels are between Moses and Gideon. Both are being called and raised up to do a similar task. 
He says, I'm the weakest. I'm the least in my father's house. Those are his excuses. You know how many times we all make excuses to get out of something? Oh, I can't do that. I'm the weakest. I did this. I did that. I did this. And God said, and the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Again, God does not address his excuses because there is not time to go back and forth. Can I get something through to you and through to me as well? God ain't going back and forth with us in this decade. He's not going back and forth. Let me, Kenny, what camera you got me on? One or two? One? He's not going back and forth with you and I. Are you hearing me? Either you'll do it or he's going to skip you. Next. And you're wondering why you're not being favored. Why? Because you don't believe that God is with you. You think, oh, God, I can't do it. God didn't tell you. He told you about three times the Lord is with you. What, are you, what does that mean? This means this. Of course, you're not going to be able to do it. I am going to be with you so you can do it. This is not God trying to encourage your self-confidence. This is God encouraging your spiritual confidence in him. So it has nothing to do with you. I heard their cry. I'm ready to act. Are you ready for it? God didn't do, God didn't go back and forth with him about, hey, I'm the weakest in my clan. Oh, God, I slept, I slept around. I didn't do drugs. I didn't, and all of this stuff going on. Who cares? God knows your history. God don't care about your history. He said about the present moment of what we're talking about. Oh, God, I struggle with my sexuality. Who cares? God is saying, I'm talking about now. I'm ready to act now. Are you ready? I'm with you. We're going to deal with you. God takes him through a process of things and showing him how God was with him. What am I telling us, DCF? God is about to ascend us to, from one degree to a higher degree. He's going to ascend you. But here's your problem, my Gideon. You want to go back and forth. God is not going back and forth with none of us. Either you're going to comply or guess what? On to the next person. Either it was Gideon or somebody else. God always has a plan. But I want you. That's God's thing. I want you. I want to do it with you. I want to show people how the weakest in their clan, how someone who feels insignificant in his own family, how God brings him to significance. How God will take someone who people did not expect and put them in a higher level. I want to see, I want to show the world how I can take one man and just with 300 people defeat a whole army. I want to show you how God will literally take one man and defeat the oppressor. I want to show you what God can do 
with someone who is human, who's humbled enough. Gideon, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, he was humbled enough. He realized his weakness. <laughs> you see how everything connects? And guess what? Not only did that, but God ascended him because then he sought God. He said, hey, I'm not going to leave your presence. I'm going to give you an offering. <laughs> I'm going to give an offering. And if you do this, then I know it's you. Then I know it's you. God did it that and it confirmed that it was him. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, God is going to raise us up. God is going to raise you up. But what I'm telling you is you're looking for the answers from everybody else. And God is saying the answer is you. And what I can do through you to get it done. All you and I are our instruments for God. Vessels. That's it. That's why the scripture tells us that he's put a treasure and earthling vessels. That treasure is the spirit of God. Your secret ingredient versus the things of life is the spirit of God. And I'm telling you now is that you have to understand is that when you are sent, there is nothing that the enemy can do against you when you've been sent by God. There's nothing that there's no door he can shut in front of you when you've been sent by God. There is nothing that you cannot defeat when you have been sent by God. That's what you and I need to understand tonight is that we're getting, we're coming from one lower degree to a higher degree. By the time he left the presence of God, Gideon went from being fearful to now saying okay so what's next <laughs> he went from a place of being fearful you saw two sides of Gideon because right after that Gideon knew he was in the presence of God he knew he had seen the Lord that's why I was afraid oh God nobody can see the Lord and live he knew he had seen the Lord and that is what gave him confidence. What's going to give you confidence because you know you sin? Because you had an experience with God. And when you have an experience with God, that will give you the courage that you need for the assignment that's ahead. I will end with this. Again, what are you going to do? Are you going to just, Lord, I'm cool with just being on the little sideline. You know, just doing the little normal things of lying, just trying to scrape by, just trying to make it, you know, doing my best to make it in heaven. God ain't calling you to that. God is calling us to a higher degree. Oh, my family was poor. Who cares? Pastor B, I was, I was, I was adopted. My family gave me away. Who cares? I'm not demeaning what you've gone through. I'm just saying God don't care about that. God knows it. God knows you've been through that stuff. That's why he want to use you. You're perfect. You're a perfect candidate. 
God, I really don't know. I don't know my own strength. Great. I'm glad you don't. So you'll know mine. God, I'm just a single mother. I'm a single father. Great. Who cares? And God will change somebody's story tonight. And may God change your story. Stop giving God excuses. The answer is, have I not sent you? God has sent the church to be salt and light in the earth. I'm finished. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. God is a good God. God is a good God. Listen, if you don't know Jesus tonight, I'll offer you Jesus. If you do not know this God who has came for you, that died for you, I want to offer you Jesus tonight. He came that you may have life. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.